Does your gym take programming seriously? Do your members take progress tracking seriously? TeamBuilder works with performance coaches from CrossFit to the NFL to bring an elevated experience when it comes to program design, tracking, and reporting. Take a free 14-day trial and get complimentary CrossFit programming by using promo code BESTHOUR. And that happened at uh, the Sandbag tiebreaker with me and Guy this year. Um, he got up on the platform right away, but stuck his wrong leg over first. And I got my left leg over at the exact same time he got completely over. And that's what gave us our tie. That's so like, I can barely remember my name, I think during workouts and you're thinking about <laughs> which leg you got to throw for. That's so, that's so crazy. Welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. All right, we're here with 14th Fittest on Earth, Nick Matthew. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. I feel like you had 14th fittest man on earth on your profile almost immediately. How fast did you throw that on your Instagram profile? <laughs> um, I, th- I think it was the very next day. I just decided to update all that stuff. I was pretty stoked for that. Well, you, you should be, you should be 14th fittest on the planet. <laughs> and I, you know, I would throw out there one of the biggest performances of the games, you know, obviously Justin Tia, whoever they are, right. Roman, Ricky, something, but you were one of the standouts. You were definitely, you know, from from uh, the skill speed medley to the sandbag. I mean, and a lot of people are talking about the crop tops. Crop tops. That's that's the whole thing right there. That's it. That's the only reason it's there. What what's the genesis of that? Um, you know, I don't know. I, when I started, me and me and a buddy back in two thousand like eighteen at one of my first CrossFit gyms, we just randomly did a crop top Tuesday thing just to like have fun, play around with it. And then I ended up qualifying for regionals that year and then decided to just wear the crop top at regionals. Uh, and then basically every major competition after that, I've just always said that it was my lucky shirt, different crop tops and kept it rolling. So you don't do this. I mean, looking on your social media, it appears you wear a crop top in, in training as well. Is that just the go-to now? Um, I mean, it does serve a functional purpose as well, too. I mean, when it's nice and hot and humid and sweaty, like, and you got to do like some thrusters, like, I'll give you that. If you I like that. If you don't have a if you don't have a shirt on, it's going to slide right off. But at some points, it gets really hot, and I think that I basically work out in between coaching at my affiliate and running that stuff all day. So if I just wear a t-shirt and it just gets soaked and nasty all day, um, makes it easier to just keep the crop top on. You're, you're, it's very like Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs esque, right? Like you don't have to think in the morning because you just grab one of the crop tops. Like they always, you see some of the smartest people on the planet wear the same clothes. That I, I think we could attribute it to that. Well, that's a great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. That. There are often workouts. I, you know, you're, you're convincing me because there are often workouts like a thruster workout, a clean workout, lunging where I want to take my shirt off, but mm-hmm. 
I don't want to either tear up my neck with the with the knurling or like you said, it's just going to slide down the, uh, the your body. So I think you're on something. Has any company reached out to you? They have not. That's but a, I am that's currently working a on a line myself. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Yeah, These nobles, sure. you know, other Nike, they're going to want to take a big percentage off your name, Nick, because right now you're a big deal. And they're going to try to, you know, bring you in, take a big cut. What do you, yeah. you have a working title? Um, no working title or anything like that right now. So, all right, but just going to do it myself and see, see what we can do from there. I, I like it. Um, I want to really talk about balancing uh, training, coaching. Are you the affiliate owner at Minnetonka? Basically the affiliate owner. I do everything that has to do with that in terms of managing the place, uh, managing the coaches, uh, head coach, uh, coaching 30 class or coaching 15 hours a week um, usually. So basically all the operations and I plan to buy in as an owner by the end of the year. So, well, let me just not official yet. I'm going to throw this out there and I'm not the guy for this, but you need a manager because you need to be given ownership of this. Like you are bringing the recognition. You are putting CrossFit Minnetonka (laughs) on the map right now. They need to, they need to, you know, a good manager would get you this. Yeah. It's, you're just a nice Minnesota guy. Yeah. It's been, it's been nice for the routine right now. It keeps me like nice structured scheduled day. Um, I get my time to work out, but I also get time to make sure that the place is running, running smoothly. And you've got uh, kids as well. So yep. b- busy Two life. Two kids at home. Busy life. So, so very, very, very busy. I was checking out your story. Date night sushi last night with the wife. Definitely. Kids got to go with grandma for the week. So we were like, all right, finally a night out. We can relax and not have to deal with them. And, uh, are you I still got to wake in- up on my own time this morning? I want to ask about that as we talk about the games, but are you still in recovery mode? Uh, nope. I think uh, last couple of days have been start building back into full go training again. Got some off season comps that I want to try to get to rogue. Hopefully uh, Wadapalooza is just always on our agenda because a nice winter down in Miami versus Minnesota is much better better so yeah if you can if you can make the trip to miami for wadapalooza will this be your first year trying to kind of make the rounds at the you know top of the top level events like rogue like wadapalooza uh this will be my first year like going for rogue um i've competed at wadapalooza every year since 2018 i did a team of three the first year i was down there and then i tried to qualify elite the next few years and ended up being rx and then Last year I got invited and it was my first year as elite. So hoping to get back down there again this year and kind of got screwed out. I got sick right before the event last year. So that took a toll on me for the first few days. So hopefully a nice fresh one this year will be good. Awesome. So, you know, I want to hear about your journey because you know, as a coach, you probably hear it a lot, especially now people are going to be walking into the box like, oh, I want to go to the CrossFit games just like that guy. Right. And yeah, yeah. So what was your journey like? Did you just stumble into this CrossFit thing and realize you happen to be good at it or were you not good and it took some time? Like, what was that like specifically for you? Um, so, I mean, I've been working out, playing sports my entire life growing up. Um, 
I think I really started like getting into like the weight room and things like that, starting about middle school time, leading all the way and kept that through high school. Um, my first job outside of high school was a personal trainer at my local gym that I was at. Um, and then I basically picked up on bodybuilding at first and doing like competition shows and things like that. And that just didn't really suit me down the road. I just wasn't about that. Cause I mean, to be honest, I wasn't the best at following a nutrition plan in terms of all that stuff. So, I mean, I just was definitely out of that. And then just to kind of fill that competitive void, I picked up powerlifting. There was a local powerlifting meet and I did that. And that was more fun because it was like set in stone. You can either lift the weight or you can't, or you can. And after that, I met somebody who uh, introduced me to CrossFit and just kind of with the sports background I had, like I came into CrossFit, I was able to, I was able to do muscle ups and handstand walks. I had kind of prerequisite strength in terms of like, just Olympic lifts and things like that right away. Um, and I stuck with it because like when I came into the affiliate for the first time, my goal was the CrossFit games. Like I saw it on, t on uh, YouTube and I saw the rich Fronings and the Annie Thoris daughters. I was like, I can do that. And then that kind of started the journey. And then ever since I began CrossFit, that was, that was the sole goal. What year so was this? Six so you years started later now. Six years. So what? 2016. Uh, Yep. I did uh, the, I was in CrossFit for a month and did the first, the open that year. How'd you do that year? Um, I think I took like 200 or 300th in the region or something like that. Yeah. So you and were good. The guys at the gym one. that I was at were like, I mean, decent, I guess, but I knew how to do the things. <laughs> 200 is pretty freaking good at this CrossFit thing. How old are you? I am 28 now. So, you know, in the CrossFit world, that's kind of getting old already, right? Like, what do you think the average was for you male competitors? Um, I mean, I've seen, I mean, we've seen Josh Bridges compete as far as he has. You know what I mean? True, um, true. Um, I mean, he was, he was still competitive up there. Um, I mean, Rich Froning is still doing it on the team side of things, but I mean, he just destroys everybody in the open and, those qualifiers anyway, still. So, I mean, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. I feel healthy. I feel good. Um, yeah. I'm, finally I'm not, accomplished my goal after six years. I'm not trying to tell you to retire just yet. No, but no, no, no. The, the female division is definitely getting younger. Oh yeah. You know, Emma and Mal, those girls that are, aren't even 20. I think men peak a little bit later, uh, you know, like you're mm -hmm. suggesting probably in the early thirties. What do you remember a specific workout where you were like, Oh, wow, I'm pretty good at this thing. <laughs> um, like kind of like when I was first starting out. Yeah. Where you were just like, you know, cause like I said, a lot of, as a box owner, especially seven to eight, nine years ago, people would see it on YouTube or, you know, ESPN, whatever channel was on. And they would just show up and be like, I want to go to the CrossFit games. I'm like, that's the equivalent of taking your first jujitsu class and saying, I want to go to the UFC. So you'd kind of laugh them for, off for sure. But you yeah. first year, if somebody came up to me and then cracked top 200, I'd be like, all right, this dude's got a chance, you know, at least mm -hmm. to be competitive 200 with minimal practice. So it must've been pretty early on that you or one of the coaches at the affiliate were like, dude, you got something special. 
Yeah, at the affiliate that I was at, we uh, they followed uh, just a programming, just followed programming. Uh, I think it was from Misfit Athletics at the time. And um, basically, it was just a bunch of guys at this gym, and we did open gym and just followed the programming. And then I'd say, yeah, probably after, the, after my first performance of the open was when we kind of were, like, all sitting there. And I was like, I mean, that's going to be my goal, like – I did pretty good this year. Like, let's see where we can take it in the next few years. So six, it took you, and in, for, for reference, for listeners, that was a six-year journey, right? So over the years, I assume you slowly made your way up the open ladder, but then maybe didn't quite crack the code when it came to sanctionals. Yeah, competing in person with the sanctional season. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, I can go back. There's so many different, like, things that I've learned over the years and like pieces to the puzzle that I've had to put together and then um, followed every program under the sun kind of found now where like what I like doing. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was just a big, it was a big learning curve over the six years of like where I need to go, how I need to think, how I need to train, what I need to do. Um, And then basically got exposed at every sanctional season or every semifinal or sanctional or, open like there were definitely just points where this is basically where everything i learned everything so and then what would you what do you think it was this last year that was the tipping point to finally put you over the edge and have you qualified for the games well last year i qualified and took sixth place at uh granite games missed it by three points um again learning curves there things like sticking my foot over the right foot with the chip over the line in time. Like, do you practice that, was, that? Do you guys practice that? Yeah. Well, so Tim Paulson beat me by like seven tenths of a second back in uh, the Granite games last year. Um, and that was the three points that I could have used that would have made it to the games. So that has been like etched in my brain ever since. So thank you, Tim. I was um, watching, I was watching this season and I noticed you guys at least attempt to, and in my mind, I was like, is it, is it faster or slower to have to think about which foot to go with versus just whichever comes natural? Um, but the first years it was just natural, whatever went forward and then made a conscious decision. Like every event, I make sure I know which leg my chips on and that's the leg that's going. And then it's just kind of, it's kind of etched in my brain at this point. Now you have a dominant leg. Do you have a preferred leg? I mean, my right leg is my dominant leg, but it's always, I feel like the chip timer is always on the left leg. So you don't have a say in that at the games. You can't say, put it on the other leg. Um, they always put it on, they choose the side and I believe it was on the left the entire time. Gotcha. So like, as you're running, you know, I would say this, any event really, but you know, a tight race, you, as you're going towards the line, you're thinking what foot you have to push off of to slide that left leg over first. Yeah. Wow. And that, happened at uh the sandbag tiebreaker with me and Gee this year um he got up on the platform right away but stuck his wrong leg over first and i got my left leg over at the exact same time he got completely over and that's what gave us our tie that's so like i can barely remember my name i think during workouts and you're thinking about <laughs> which leg you gotta throw for that's so that's so crazy um so over since the granite games of last year, when you missed by three points, what was the focus? Was it specific um, 
training? Like I needed to, to improve a weakness. Was it nutrition? Was it sleep? Was it different coaching? I would say a little bit of everything. Um, a big piece of it was my, uh, now coach. So I work with the proven team, um, with Tia and Shane and Dwight and all those guys down there. Um, and I met, uh, one of the other athletes, husband, Matt, when I was down there and Matt has been like my go-to guy, this like entire season, he's allowed me to stay on his couch when I go down there so I can like get some training in, go get down there and get my butt kicked with them. Um, he came up here for granite games. He came up here for the games. He took the time to like, get me warmed up for every event. We had like game plan for every event. Everything was broken down. He would like drive me home, make sure I was eating, make sure I was thinking properly. Um, so I'd say that was a really big help. Um, just having my coach there and somebody to help me through the whole process instead of me just trying to do it on my own. So one of, you know, one of the things I talk a lot about for anyone, whether they're trying to make the games or just improve at CrossFit is, you know, here's Danny Spiegel wins the sandbag and she talks about eating cookies. Right. And I think a lot of CrossFitters then hear, I should eat cookies. Like they, you know, you guys are the role models for a lot of people at the affiliates, but what they don't take into account is the effort that goes into the other 23 or, you know, maybe for games athletes 20, cause you're trading so much hours of the day, you know, so how much value are you putting on your sleep, your recovery, your nutrition? You know, the, you know, when, when I mentioned the two kids earlier, you bring them to the games. The first thing, the first thought I have is like, my toddler keeps me up half the night. Like, is that happening games week? You know, so what's the emphasis for, for the normal people to hear like, Hey, if you want to train and, and be like a games athlete, it's a lot more than just what you do in the box. For sure. Um, and there's like, it can always be better. Sleep can always be better. Food can always be better. I would say I, biggest thing there is I got a really big support system around me. A lot of people that it, I mean, it takes a village. Um, during games week, the little ones stayed with my parents as they came up for the event. So I didn't have to really worry about that too much. Um, my coach made sure that like my bag was packed. I had everything for the next day. I was just ready to go so that we could get up and walk out when we needed to. I had to be at certain places at certain times. He had that all set up for me. So I didn't have to think about it. Um, my wife, she meal preps every week and has the food already. So basically I just have to grab it and eat it. Um, which also can be a struggle sometimes, but, um, yeah, I would say sleep, sleep is probably the one that I could probably improve a little bit more on nutrition. I feel like I have that down pretty, pretty, pretty solidly right now. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of focusing on like, what can we control in the moment? What, like, what things can we focus on to make this the best opportunity that we can it sounds like you're surrounded by a great team how old are your kids uh one is 13 and the other is five. Oh wow so they're keeping you busy just turned five yep yeah they, for sure, they, they for keeping sure. You that's good that you had your, your parents well i mean because that's what i think you know a lot of the games athletes these days have kids and it's like you need to focus on your sleep if your kid wakes up during the night keeps you up for a couple hours you know, the games athletes have to be there most days at like six thirty-seven. It's a long day for you guys. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Super long day. And like in the training season, it's like, yeah, the kid's going to wake up sometimes or she's going to come crawl into bed and 
I'm going to get a crappy night's sleep because she's kicking me in the side all night long or she's sick or things like that. And I just think that you just got to kind of like buckle down, accept it. Like you can't change it. Like that's just part of life in general. And instead of stressing about it, which is going to cause more issues and more damage, just kind of roll with the punches and do what you can. How many calories do you eat on a typical day? Probably not as many as I should. I would say anywhere from 3,000 to 3,500 tops. That does sound low for someone that I assume trains two to three hours a day. Uh, Probably a little bit more than that. How many rest days do you take a week? One. I have one day that's like an active recovery, but I do usually like two long monostructural pieces one on a machine or running and one swimming. And then I have one day a week where it's full rest day. Well, yes. You know, that's, that's one of those things that people, you know, don't consider also like a, your body's just recovering well, but you are smart about, I mean, I assume on that monostructural day, your, your body's recovering pretty well. And then that you take Sundays off, I assume for the rest day. Yep. Yep. Thursdays and Sundays. Yep. Thursdays is the active recovery. Sundays is full. So this year when that event, the shuttle to overhead got pushed, to Thursday, was that impactful for you as an athlete or no big deal? Like I normally train four or five days in a row anyway. It wasn't really much of an issue because, um, I mean, we have, we've, we've trained for that. We've set up a plan so that we can simulate the weekend, like working out four or five days in a row, flip-flopped training days, like leading up to the CrossFit games. Like I was working out on Sundays and taking Mondays off and just kind of switching my routine and, um, just, it was, it was the, the proven team is very good at helping us prep for all of that. What, what was your favorite event this year? I assume the skills medley. Man skills of medley. Yeah. Probably takes the cake. I really enjoyed the sandbag workout as well. Um, I mean, I guess definitely biased to those because of, I mean, obviously I won them. So, I mean, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> I would say, I would say for a personal win for me though, was the, uh, the alpaca sled and the kettlebell clean and jerks. I didn't place even top 10 in that workout, but notoriously sleds usually destroy me a little bit more than what my placing showed. So for me, that was a big personal win that weekend. What, what allowed you to be the best at the crossovers? Is that something you practiced or did you just pick up on that quickly? What's up, Best Hour listeners? I'm here with founder of O2, Dave Kalina. And if you haven't heard about O2, it's a cleaner, healthier sports drink. And the best part about it, only one gram of sugar. But what I really want to talk about is the special we have for you listeners. So the special is pretty awesome. Uh, I know I'm biased, but I have to say we, we kind of went all out for you guys here. If you buy four cases of O2, you will get four cases for free as well as a free branded O2 mini fridge, as well as one of these awesome O2 Yeti water bottles, and we'll even have the Best Hour logo on there. So it's pretty good. This is something I drink every day. You guys know if you listen to the Best Hour podcast or you watch Dropping In, it's really important to myself and to Fern that we only support companies that we actually endorse and use ourselves. I love O2, I drink two a day. You can buy a caffeine free. I do that after 3 p.m. But if you want the one with caffeine, it's a great pre-workout. It doesn't make you jittery. It just makes you PR. So 
Dave's the man. He set up a great deal just for us, best hour. Check it out. Four cases, four for free, a That's fridge, right. a Yeti, and you get our love. You'll get all four flavors, by the way, in those four free cases. So you'll have eight cases total, two of each flavor. And I think the best part about O2 is it just tastes awesome. So, so give it a shot, enjoy it. And we've got a 100% money back guarantee also. So if you don't like it, we'll take care of you, but that like never happens. So you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I mean, last time, like, I, mean, I don't know, elementary school, I remember playing a bunch with jump ropes and then, like, I don't know. I, I was listening to a podcast and I had Chris Hinshaw and he always said, never lose tools, just keep adding tools to the tool belt. Um, so never lost the ability to do single unders, double unders, backward jump rope, like just, and it just comes down to just have fun, play around a little bit. Like don't take anything too seriously. I mean, so, that's I don't know. when you, when you kind of pull back and take that broad view, like you had the gym, all gymnastics workout one, as well as the heaviest workout of the weekend. I mean, by definition, that is like the fittest human being, right? You know, we, we talk about it. You have your level one. We don't want to be so specialized to gymnastics that we can't do weightlifting. We don't want to be so specialized at weightlift, but you literally are the best on both ends of the spectrum at the games this year. Yeah. I don't know. It was crazy energy in there. It was nuts. Um, I came into CrossFit with, like I said, I was like powerlifting beforehand. So I guess the, the biggest thing that I had to like really work on was like not putting such a primary focus on my strength training. Cause I was like really strong right from the get go, but like pulling the reins back on that so that I can get better at the conditioning pieces, spend more time on the gymnastics pieces. Um, I just feel like I'm a big kid at heart and like, before I like got into like a structured CrossFit plan, like I was playing at parks and doing pull-ups and calisthenic work and things like that. And I just kind of always just did multiple types of fitness stuff. Wrestling had a big play in that too. Oh, did you go up wrestling? Yeah. Yep. What weight did you wrestle? That was my favorite sport. Same. So I was about, I graduated high school at 170 um, and I wrestled the 189. Oh, I wrestled, so you wrestled up weight up. because I, yeah, I, I always focused on my, my weight training and like kept the weights all throughout middle school and high school. So I ended up being like stronger than a lot of the other kids. Um, so they had me wrestle up because there was like a three time state champ at the weight that I was at <laughs> and I wasn't about to take his spot. Yeah. People don't understand that about wrestling. Like you can move around a little bit, you know, so, but yeah. wrestling up at that weight is, is, you know, equally hard and Minnesota. I mean, is that where you grew up as well? Yeah. So yep, yep, Minnesota. No, notorious for, you know, tough wrestling. I think the harder the winters, the stronger the wrestling team typically there's nothing else to do. Definitely, literally nothing else to do <laughs> for sure. Those are some of the best, best days ever though those really hard train grueling training sessions and yeah i think that's the best preparation i mean i believe for life like if you wrestle in high school middle school even you know and go on to college like very little in life will ever be harder than that 
So I think from that perspective, and yeah. then also just preparation for the games, we're talking time domains. I mean, wrestling, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, six, seven minutes tops, most CrossFit workouts, you know, in that eight minute or so range, you know, and then just that yeah. complete phosphagen pathway, maybe a little glycolytic and one-on-one. Mm-hmm. What what better yep. prepares you for, for CrossFit? Exactly. Um, I mean, and everything, like even in wrestling practices back in the day, they had us do... 45 minute live goes with our partners. So it was like 45 minutes continuous wrestling with our partner in a 110 degree wrestling room and everybody's sweating and drooling all over the place. And um, I don't, I think that was why I was so drawn to cross it was also the mental toughness aspect to it. And like, it's one-on-one, you're going to get the results that you put in. It gets all on your work ethic and what you're going to do. Like, before showtime and that's what's going to show up when you actually get out there. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's, I think what drew me to it. It's like you, that one on like no one else is responsible for my performance. Yep. And, and that's why I think in CrossFit, you know, you can cheer for someone else cause you're never hoping they do bad. You're hoping you do well. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So you say you basically run the affiliate. How do you balance yep affiliate your training and then family it's tough it's a very structured routine um most days anyway um wake up at roughly roughly the same time every day 7 30 or 7 30 to 8 a.m get the kids breakfast wake up drive them to where they need to go whether it's school or daycare or wherever um, then I usually get to the gym anywhere from like nine 30 to 10 is kind of like the main goal. Sometimes it doesn't happen that early, but usually I work out from 10, 10 30 on till noon. Um, when noon comes along, we got a noon class that starts up and we don't have open gym overlapping classes. So, um, noon class goes and I just use that noon time till like 3 PM to do my head coach and GM and management stuff, taking care of the affiliate. Usually from three o'clock till four o'clock, I'll hop into another open gym that we have with um, just some members and I'll make them do some grueling workouts with me and just really good atmosphere and community at that point. And then from like four o'clock on until seven, seven thirty PM, that's when I do my coach, my classes three out of the five days a week. And then, um, Usually about, I get out of the gym about eight o'clock Get home by eight 30. And then I'm in the garage doing mindless monostructural until nine 30, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. People that want to be a game. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know if you're a big UFC fan, but the ultimate fighter, you know, the first season ever Dana White comes out and he goes, you know, so you want to be an effing fighter. And it's like the same thing with <laughs> games athletes, you know, it's like, so you want to be a games athlete, you know, you want to be doing monostructural yeah. in your garage at eight thirty at night. No, like I'm on the couch getting ready for ten, bed. Ten o'clock at night. Ten o'clock. Even, yeah. And then, you know, at ten least o'clock. you sleep in yeah. a little bit, you know, seven o'clock. So you're getting your good eight hours. Do you have a whoop? I do have a whoop. Yep. Are you reco- Are you in the green often or more usually, in the red? I'm usually in the green green yellow i don't really touch the red ever unless it's going to one of those crossfit after parties or something like that but <laughs> did you how, how was your recovery throughout the games i i felt like this year didn't really beat the athletes up 
like they have in the past. Maybe that sandbag did just from like having to lift an odd object and that time under tension. But how did you feel throughout the weekend and, and how was your recovery? Believe it or not, the worst day was the worst day for soreness was those dang chest bars right off the bat. Notoriously, chest Biceps? bars are with the bike workout. Like, yeah. It was only 75 reps, but that smoked my biceps. And then um, Elizabeth later that night lit up my hamstrings um, with all those squat cleans. So after the first day, like that was the main soreness. And then that started to go away pretty good by the time Saturday rolled around. And then for the rest of the weekend, I was pretty much fine. Had some little aches and pains in my shoulders. Mostly it was like energy did like just energy in general. So pre-workout kept me alive and are you taking yeah, pre-workout? Overall, are you taking pre-workout throughout the uh, throughout the games? Yes. You take fuse, right? Podium. Yep. Yep. I, I like I, podium bandwagon. Yeah, they've sent us some stuff. I really like their. I don't. I'm not a big fan of pre-workout. I tend to just go with coffee, but that stuff doesn't like give you that crazy spike. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's not like so absurd like some energy drinks are with like caffeine that, like, it just like makes you anxious and jittery. Um, plus I like the benefits of like beta alanine and things like that too. So, yeah, I don't know. I, so from, I got a little cauliflower ear from wrestling and I still do jujitsu. Yeah. This ear gets so like it burns. It's so weird how only yeah. this ear feels it must Tingly be the, in red. Yeah. I love it though. It's like, it's like sure. turns, you know, gets you feels like you're turning on that switch. So we had boss on recently and we kind of broke down each workout one of the workouts we broke down was that ride to work, you know, the need for 75 gymnastics. I had, um, I I'd say his name Bryant, but I know it's like Bryant or what, you know, his French, the big French guy with the mustache. Yeah. And he came out mm -hmm. and ripped out 45 toes to bar. And I was like, so impressed. How did, did what did you, yeah. do you remember what you did? And did you go out there with a specific plan or was it just like, Let's see what happens. And that was also your first CrossFit workout. So was there like an adrenaline? Not, for sure. not, not first CrossFit workout, but first games workout. Was there a dump there? Yeah, it was kind of, um, yeah, first event, like getting out on the floor and kind of, I mean, I was watching, I mean, I've been watching the games forever. So that was, it was just surreal to just be out there for the first time in general. And then nonetheless have like a CrossFit games event where there was cycling and like kind of that whole viewing. Um I didn't really, I mean, our plan was to just not blow up on the toes to bar right away. Um, get to the bike as quick as possible and then just basically start. Yeah, there wasn't really, it was kind of like knock out a big set right away and not going to failure and then just see where I could go from there and then just listen to my body. And I think that was part of the, like the bonus that I feel like I had this year at the games was like, there was no expectation necessarily put on me. There was no added stress of like, Oh, I need to finish. Like I felt it was way less stressful than even granite games was. Um, so I was there, I made it, you know what I mean? And I was able to go through the workouts, listen to my body, not overthink anything. If something went wrong, I afterwards, I could let it go really easily and just kind of move on. And um, I think that was kind of one of my big bonuses for the games. You know, I, I think a lot of athletes kind of show up without the expectation of winning, you know, more so like, I'm just happy to be here. What, what, what was your feeling? Were you just like, this is great. I made it. Or did you think, 
okay, I want to win this. And if you didn't feel that way after Friday, did your attitude change? Yeah. So I think that was one of the big learning curves that I've had over the years was to like have more confidence in myself and feel like I belong instead of be kind of starstruck by some of the people that I've been watching for years. You know what I mean? Um, so like, can you, re- can you repeat your question a little bit more? I lost track of it. So, so, so I think a lot of people, show up. yeah, a lot of people show up and they're like, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm the top 40 in the world, which is really impressive. But like, like, like people say about anything, there's levels to it. And I think yeah. if anything, this weekend should have proved to you, like you're on that level, but I'm wondering if you went in there thinking that, or you realized it during. That's right. My expectation at first was just, I want to make top 30 and I want to be able to stay the whole weekend and participate. Right. So you um, didn't think like, was, I have a chance of being on the podium, win two events. etc. Nope. I wanted to be top 30 and I was like talking out of my butt a little bit. I was like, you know what? I want rookie of the year too. And like, just kind of said that before I got there. And then, yeah, after that, that first day, I, I think I took 29th in the bike and then I took first in the skill medley. And then I took ninth or something like that in Elizabeth. And from then on, I was like, all right, like already exceeded every expectation that I had. Like, let's see where we can take this. My coach was really good too about that. How so? Go ahead. Like he was really good about like, he would listen to my expectations, but then he told me, he was like, I'm not going to put a limit on your expectations. Like, let's see what you can do over this weekend. So that was really good. He had a lot of belief in me. And and does that change everything going forward? Like, do you start training for 2023 with just an air of confidence that you didn't have last year? A hundred percent. Yeah. Now it's like, I mean, I, I was inside the top 10 at one point. You know what I mean? I hit, I was, eighth place. And then I was 11th place. And then I finished 14th. Um, and a couple of my takeaways, I feel like I had a little bit more to give in some of the workouts. So yeah, I'm definitely more confident and ready to attack the season. And that's why I'm kind of like right back to training now. And, um, yeah, I got, I've got big goals for next year. What, what are your goals right now? Like if you said, what are your goals for the 2023 season? I want to be on the podium. I want to be at the podium at the games and I want to win my semifinal. So for, so in order to do that, you go to the open, uh, you have to place in the top quarters, then they'll, they'll send you to a semifinal, most likely for you, the granite game. So they try to keep you pretty local. Um, I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure what the process is, but I've gotten granite games both last years and it's only 30 minutes away. So I really hope they keep me here. <laughs> and then for the other ones, like you mentioned earlier, Wadapalooza, you could just sign up and, and participate in the elite division. Uh, I got to qualify for it through the qualifier unless I get an invite or anything like that, but yep. Top 14. You should. What, what, what's something that we don't realize? I mean, as judges, we kind of see a little bit behind the curtains, but what's something that the listeners would be, you know, surprised at or excited to hear about that's going on behind the scenes for the competitors. Like at events? Yeah, you know, specifically at the games, like whether it's like in that warm up area, you know, right behind the curtain or 
during the briefings, you know, what is something they're not privy to that uh, you you feel comfortable sharing? Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions that are that are asked at the briefing. <laughs> were were you surprised by that? <laughs> they can be some of the most out there questions for how fit some of these people are. We're yeah, listening. Not, not a knock at all on anybody, but it's it's kind of like coaching a class. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like because we're listening sometimes. It's, it's like, like coaching. Before yeah. the rope climbs got removed, if you remember those, yeah. we're like, "Have you guys done rope climbs before?" Like, and some of the questions are coming from multi-year games athletes. We're like, "There's a line. Put your hands above yeah. it. Put your hands below yeah. it." Or like the wall yeah, ball shots. Sure. Like, there's a target. Hit the target. Yeah. <laughs> were you, below parallel. Yeah. Were you, I think very few of the athletes there are actually in affiliates coaching, but as those questions are coming in, are you like laughing to yourself that it truly is like your members that are like, we've never done a snatch before. And you're like, Becky, we did one yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. And again, not a knock on anybody at all in particular. It's just, yeah. It is, it is similar to running a class. Like, and that's, I guess, part of it. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions, I guess. Like if you can take that to an affiliate too, like don't sit in the back of like your class and have a big question about a snatch and not know what it is and like reach out. But yeah, it's, it's pretty funny sometimes. Well, speaking of the affiliate, what was, what was the reception like for you when you get back? Are some of, I would imagine some members are like, Oh, you were where, but CrossFit, what? And then you had the others that probably watched every event. For sure. Yeah, we got, we got a very, actually, we got a pretty really tight knit community. Um, we got about 110 members at our affiliate or so. And um, I've made it a point throughout my time here to like really try to build a relationship with every single one of them. Um, so I think pretty much everybody was on the same page. I got so many text messages, so many like messages, so many, kudos and congrats even from people that like don't take it as like a competitive thing when they're in the gym um that are in it just to be healthy for themselves like we got and for how much they like helped me to get there on on short notice and everything with that like the community is absolutely amazing you bring home a lot of that gear and wind up giving it out to the members there <laughs> i definitely have some people that are like they're like first dibs on certain things <laughs> certain dibs on clothes all the crop tops. Did you cut all of your shirts into crop tops? No, I cut the first one and I didn't know what like athlete relations was going to say. And I wore it for the first event, but I didn't do very good. So they didn't notice it. And then after the second event, the skill medley, they came up to me in the, the cool down area. And we're like, did you cut all your shirts? And they kind of said it with like a stern voice. I was like, Nope, just the one. And then she was like, okay. And just turned and walked away. But then the next day I came in and one, I think it was one of the other athlete relations. People were like, what, no crop top today. And I was like, Oh, well there's my green light. So I cut off. Uh, I cut, I had two crops because I wanted to keep my first games jerseys. I wanted to keep two shirts. Nice at least. So, so for the uninitiated male who then wants to now start wearing crop tops, do you have like um, points of performance, if you will, for creating the perfect crop top? No really points of performance there. Um, I mean, 
I've worn crop tops that are down by my belly button and I've have crop tops that show off a little nip when I raise my hands, (laughs) whatever you're feeling, whatever you're feeling different times, right? Like you got to just go with it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. If it's really hot out, you got to ride that line. For men, do you recommend they have a six pack if they're going to do a crop top or can any male, regardless of body fat? Any male, regardless, 100%. Oh, yeah, I love it. I, I love it. Um, Just do so, it. Love yourself. Have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So our podcast, we get a lot of affiliate owners and a lot of CrossFit coaches that listen. So I'm obligated to ask you the following question. On your profile, if you go to Coach N. Matthew, as Matthew with one T on Instagram, you'll see Games Athlete, 14th, 5th on Earth. And then something that really stands out to me. CFL1. Yes. Now, when are we going to put the same effort into your games performance that we put into your coaching credential? When are you going to sign up for the CrossFit level two? Um, I mean, I have no time for, I mean, anytime I plan to get that as high as I can too. Nice. L4, if you will. L4 coming. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Um, you get a lot definitely, of definitely in the works. Love it. Love to hear that. And they, no, so people should check you out, uh, Coach and Matthew. Matthew with one T on Instagram. You've got your your box there, Proven Fitness. Who you train with, uh, Shane and, and Tia's program. And do they? Are you getting programming specifically for you? I assume from is it coming directly from Shane or from the team? Um, from the team right now, I follow the compete track in the off season, um, and then when we start getting a little bit more specific with like semifinals and the games and stuff there, we get a little bit different of a track, which essentially is kind of the same workouts just a week in advance and a bumped up a little bit for the most part. And the volume's a little different and there's more specifics to things. Gotcha. Well, and but changes throughout the year. Cool. And I'm hoping to see the link to the new uh, line of crop tops for men coming out in the near future. So you guys are going to want to keep your eye on that. I appreciate you hopping on. I know you got a, sure. like we said, you got a busy schedule. You you're hitting triple days. You're gonna do. You, are you hitting monostructural like in your garage these days? Out in August, two weeks out of the games. I'm starting. Yep, yep. This week is the week. Matter of fact, I got 15 minutes, and I'm going in and starting my second session. So, well, yeah. For everyone listening, it's it's go time. Look, look at this guy. When you think to yourself, I want to be a games athlete. Cause I think very few people are willing to sacrifice and put in, I mean, it's one thing to sacrifice time, but to put in the effort to find the balance in life. Sounds like you're doing a great job with all that, Nick. And I think, you know, winning two events is fantastic, but I think the reason you were such a, a highlight for a lot of people's weekend was your energy and the enthusiasm that you had out there. And I think a lot of that is like, that's CrossFit, right? It's 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 cool that you picked up sure. a new skill. It's cool that you can take 340 to your shoulder. But what's cooler is you just seem to kind of exemplify what a CrossFit person should be, the fun, the excitement. And uh, I, I was really glad to see you up there. And I, I truly hope next year you hit those goals, winning that sanctional. I don't want to see you on the podium. I want to see you on the top. On the top of the podium. Top of the podium. In that crop top, I expect you to update your Instagram profile on the podium. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I wish you you let's go nothing but success six next year. You you deserve it, and it's it was awesome to to see out there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's amazing. 
Well, go get your third training session of the day. Enjoy, enjoy the uh, week without the kids. Uh, if they're still gone, uh, I know that doesn't hey, happen do. often. Yeah. So have a great rest of your day. Nick. Sure. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out this episode of the best hour of their day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.